Hello and welcome to the Rum Doings podcast. It's episode 98 and we're happy to say that we do not have Martin Coxall on this episode. Thank goodness gracious. After all the complaints from the previous episodes, it's only just as well that we've <laughs> banished him to his hermitage. I am your host, John Walker, and joining me this week on the podcast is your able assistant. Is my special guest, <laughs> special guest contributor, Mr. Nicholas Mailer. It is episode 98, which means we're getting close, but not Very as close. close as you think. No, that's true. Because, because there was a little skullduggery with the numerology there <laughs> earlier right. on, wasn't there? Now, and how do you think that numerology has affected us in our, in our lives? I think it's a bit like when they moved from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar. Mm-hmm. Days were missing, gaps had to be filled with made-up numbers and dates and all sorts. And we're going to have to do the same thing here in order to get to a proper... We're going to have to echter, change the date. ...real... 100, yes. Which the is a, whole world is going to have to adapt. We're going to have to, to modify... We'll just modify the world's calendar. Okay. And no, that's it's fine. <laughs> should we, what should we call it? The Nicolensian character? I'm just getting some pieces of paper, I remember. Okay, well, that's very kind of you. Well, the, while you're getting it, the topic today oh, is... Oh, here. She's moved. Is it about time we all agreed to rid ourselves of the unnecessary letters in the alphabet? Oh, yes, Good. And the problem with that topic is it's actually something you would probably want to yes, discuss. Yes, I have. I have plenty to discuss about that. But according to the rules we set ourselves so early on, you may not mention it again. Well, that's very annoying. Why are you standing there? I'm trying to find... I had some pieces of paper aside for the podcast, which of course my good lady wife has moved. Oh, you're doing a real-life version of what you complained about before when you say that she tidies everything away, and now we can actually see how it does affect real people's honest lives. Exactly. It causes tragedies. This is... I think you're going to have to give up and perhaps use that on another podcast. I'm sad. Yes. Have a seat. I'm mostly sad because my marriage has to come to an end. <laughs> yes. Did you enjoy it? Uh, How is married life treating you? <laughs> she hides all my stuff as a married life does. <laughs> Even that answer has been hidden away in a drawer somewhere. That's true. <laughs> what do you think of look? I thought you might want to go to see this. Mozart's Mass in C minor, maybe... Handles raw fireworks although, as well. Although the bath fill, the fact that they don't have enough um, self-respect to call themselves the bath philharmonic it's orchestra. It's right underneath, look. Even though... Bath philharmonic. No, bath fill star, bath fill... No. Harmonia, even. Bath philharmonia. Yes. It's not a harmonica. I prefer the philharmonicas. Do you? Yes, Larry Adler style. Um, OK, we'll go to this. Although it's, you know, regional... Regional um, music is always bad, isn't it? That's true. He started playing now. Who? Now we record Dexter. He's on his back playing with the scratching post. Yes, he is. Because uh, he lives to disappoint. <laughs> That's his main purpose. We tried to make life. him play so many fun games before, and he just had this contentious look in his eye. Uh-huh. In his otherwise very dull eye today, actually. He's looking particularly stupid today, John. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's the cold. Maybe it dis- <laughs> disagrees with his one remaining neuron. Uh, for example, it keeps he, firing, but it has nothing to hit. No, he was able... He was complaining that he couldn't go through a cat flap and then you open the door and he still complained no he wanted no he put his lunch down but he wanted something better and he was holding out it's like I've got tummy space right now oh will you shush okay (laughs) I didn't mean you Nick I meant the cat I didn't mean the cat oh I've even cocked that up oh Oh, Nick let's start the whole podcast again from episode one hello (laughs) hello so what are we going to call this podcast? I don't know. The reason I'm doing it is because of all those rock, paper, shotgun podcasts that you're constantly recording. <laughs> That's right. And I want to talk about the things that aren't usually in the rock, paper, shotgun podcast. You know, 
the non-games that you're always talking about in your Rock, Paper, Shotgun podcast, which you're always recording to the delight of all your listeners That's right. and supporters. When last... Are you going to record another one of those? Yes. Really? Yes, we are. Are you going to send them another newsletter? No, never. Is that it? So you lied to all your subscribers? No, I, I, it's something you did. I... It's something, no, you did. You did it's something I do plan to get working, but we've got plans in the, in the, in the, in the wash for In the that. pipeline and the wash. Mm-hmm. So... What should we talk about? I haven't seen each other for about four weeks. That's right. Due to the magic of pre-recording. I was in your kingdom. You were. The United States. You did a little tour of my kingdom. You began in Well, Boston. only on the East Coasts. Went to... Only the good bits. Boston. Apart from you didn't go to Chicago, you didn't visit the capital. No, Boston, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, I have to say, when I turned up to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, it, I did take your advice mm-hmm. and I took the slower train. Yep, that it's, was like, it's 20 minutes longer and it costs a third, it, I think. It was perfectly, perfectly yep. comp- well, it is Amtrak, actually. You're talking about it costs a third more than the Asela. Oh, OK. If they're, they're, they're all Amtrak. It's just that oh, okay. one is their so-called high-speed train and right. the other one is the normal regional train. OK. And it was perfectly comfortable. It had Wi-Fi on board now. Mm-hmm. That's good. It wasn't free Wi-Fis. Free. Free Wi-Fi on board. But presumably you had to sign, uh, sign make an account and. No, what was very interesting, which was what, what was good. The first time you logged in, it says "Welcome to the Wi-Fi," and you just click, click, connect, and that was it. So there you are. That's out of out of control. Yes, exactly. So Think of all the pedos on that train. You immediately began downloading pedophiles. Exactly. Immediately, everybody uh-huh. on the train was downloading kiddie porn, and that was right. all that happened. And happening. terrorist plans, I and, imagine. And terrorist plans, and worse than that, MP3s that they didn't <gasps> own. What the bleep? <laughs> It was in the middle of all the SOPA thing, and that train was just proving uh-huh. how out of... It, indeed, the train was derailing the whole of intellectual it was property. a runaway train of piracy. <laughs> yes. That's all that a was. A train full of pirates. Yes. It was a miscarriage of justice. Oh, dear. <laughs> Beat that! You can't. You can't do it. I was going to do something. Here's what I was going to do, and tell me how I could have done. You know the mm-hmm. Spanish word for mad. Will you stop it? Ignore him. You know the Spanish word for mad is loco. Yes. And okay. You, and yeah. you know you can have a motive for something. Mm-hmm. So yes. I want to say you'd have to be loco to have a motive. To you just said you'd have to have a loco motive. That would have been amazing. That would have been a great joke if only you'd said that. A local... Look, little Apple software thing's popped up I was now, telling you to update iTunes the, now. The reason I mention this is because I was in the absolutely amazing... Can you give the recording window focus again? I just worry about Apple when you when you give it focus. <laughs> I worry they'll... they'll uh, Steve Jobs pat- will take licence from ghost, it. His ghost is infecting Audacity yeah. and it's becoming patented and yes. intellectually propertyised. Yes. Um, no, there's an absolutely stunning aquarium in Chicago, and just dip your chin in your tea. That was <laughs> the tea was lower than I hoped. It was. <laughs> higher. My, my higher and my chin. The mug was, was too broad. I think is yeah. where that went wrong. Uh, <laughs> Ouch! So the little shock on your face. Yes, I'm having rooibos tea. Popped up. No, honey was tea, and it's oh, I burnt my chin on my cup of tea. Scalded, not burned. Yeah. honestly. Yeah. So we were at the aquarium, and they had a jellyfish exhibit. Where was this? In Chicago. And I did mention that, but you weren't listening. You're too busy dunking your own face. <laughs> um, and uh, they had a whole bunch of jellyfishes behind screens, and they also had computer monitors, but mm. they're in the same circular thing, so they were displaying information about the jellyfishes. Mm. And one of them just had a big, giant, I've update your iTunes oh, window dear. across it, which I thought was hilarious. Maybe the jellyfish did needed to update their iTunes. Maybe they did. <laughs> what sort of music... <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to say that. What sort of music would a jellyfish listen to? 
I think orbital. I think they would listen to lemon jelly. No, orbital music. Why? I just think there's something about it that would appeal to a jellyfish. I can't think of a pun. I can only think of Portuguese man. No, I'm not thinking of a pun. I'm I just thinking of what sort oh, of music. Oh, you just think they'd enjoy orbital? Yeah. No, you um, think they would enjoy it? Yes, they probably would. Yeah. I think they'd imagine they'd like Stars of the Lid. Hmm. I think they should check. Jellyfish, any jellyfish listening, you should check out Stars of the Lid. Do you like jellyfish? Yes, I very much do like jellyfish. It's very exciting. I find them worrying. Because <laughs> there's not enough of them to oh, be real. No, they're not real. Like, it's like seahorses, yeah. which are clearly animatronic. Yes. Jellyfish are obviously CGI. Yes. Oh, jellyfish are clearly CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched a making of... Uh, there was a, uh, On the plane, there was a bit of a making of the latest Harry Potter thing oh, yes. or whatever. And... They said one of one of the effects. Apparently, remember when they go to the Chamber of Secrets and this big. This, I have to confess, I have not seen the. Well, film. there's this big door that opens, and there's this massive metal snake that goes round the door and slides around the door to, as part of its unlatching okay. mechanism. It goes clunk, 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 and there are all these things, and it looks very artificial and so mm-hmm. on. He says the problem was everybody thought it was a piece of rubbish CGI. The problem is we actually built the damn oh, thing no. and made it work, and, not, and nobody, um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody funny. realized it. And it made the, and a similar thing. My brother said yesterday they watched West Side Story, mm-hmm. um, the original uh, film version of Who it. Are they. My brother and his wife, which was I saw on telly. And he, he complained about how, you know, how stagey and artificial and really fake the sets were. You know, it looked nothing like New York and it was just a little really tokenistic efforts. Mm-hmm. And, and then he read up on it and found out that the whole point about it is that they only used on-location shots <laughs> and they had to close off whole streets and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and there were no sets. <laughs> so, you know, we are all... Um, Fooled by the artifice of cinema. I saw the artist yesterday. Any good? I saw Victoria liked it. Yes, I enjoyed it. What's uh, it about? Um, it's a silent film. Yes, I've, I've read the, about the people walkouts and complaints. Uh, about a silent film. About a silent film. Well, anybody who's walked out and complained uh, at the outside should be shocked. I, I, went, I went to see a film, uh, a subtitled film, many, many years it's ago. A silent film about a silent. Well, film. okay. Well, but well, it's look. not Rai. It's not postmodern mm-hmm. at all. Okay. What's good about it is it's not postmodern. It's not Rai, and it's not Arch. It's just. A sort of film that could have been made at that time. Is uh, it subtitled or do they use full screen captions? They use intertitles as you would use in a silent film. Right, okay, so yeah, that's full, full screen. And it's also, yes. it doesn't even, it's not even um, cinemascope wide, it's as wide as it would have been at the time. Okay. Black, and, black and white, etc. I saw. Same uh, lenses even that they would have used to film oh, that sort of thing. I, saw, I wonder if they, uh, the problem is the art cinema in Bath is so awful. I refuse to give it my money. It just really depresses me. I really want to support the it. Only sad thing, the only sad independent, thing... Independent, but yeah, the seats yeah. are made of barbed wire. Yeah. The only sad thing about it is it was digitally projected, so it was too still and kind I saw of... Still my, too televisual for... I saw my first ever digitally protected yeah, projected yeah, film Yeah, you couldn't tell the difference. Not problem, no problem at all. Yeah, but I could you, tell the difference, it just didn't bother me. You have no aesthetics sense about you, that's all. Is that's that what right. it is? Yeah, you're okay. a barbarian and a philistine, but that's fine. <laughs> fair enough, that's fair enough. You know, it's the same sort of thing. So you're saying that a mentally handicapped person is... is is, uh, did I no say you were mentally perception. handicapped? You, you, you did the traditional playground mockery of someone who had, was spastic. I was just doing a very accurate impression of you. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I saw that. Haywire in digital. Did you? Well, yes. it sounds like the sort of thing you would see in digital. Does it? You don't <laughs> know what it is, do Haywire. You? Well, look, it's called Haywire. Steven Soderbergh's uh, film. Really interesting. I thought it was superb. I no longer uh, accept Steven Soderbergh. What, is it, what did he do wrong? I, I told mean, you no. last time. I'd have to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> what did you say? Where he, he, he did the film about um, 
contagion. Mm. And of course, yeah, the blogging. The, the yeah, back the teeth bloggers. Oh, remember. blogs are just are just scribbles on a toilet wall, unlike mm-hmm. real movies. And then he said, and and he was so excited. Where the worst well, things he said yourself. about the worst things he said about the internet, the more excited and funny the audience found it, and yeah. it went off the chart. Blah blah blah. That's your Steven Soderbergh, whose telly you watched the other day. It was enjoyable. It was an action movie, but where it downplayed all the action. So it really? was starring. Um, what's face off American Gladiators yes. who's the MMA fighter mm. as a, um, a, a kind of government minister no what's the term a, high, a private person who does stuff goes around a mercenary a mercenary there you go mm. and um, and it's all very conspiratorial back and forth who just who don't know who to trust all this sort of stuff as you'd imagine whom, whom to trust true but every time they have a um, a big fight scene all the music would stop and oftentimes, uh, it would just be really peculiarly silent, and you just hear the sounds of the of realistic sounds of fists and feet. Well, that's interesting. Well, the, 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 that fist sound that they have on um, every single yes, film, right. whatever, the, yes, right. which of course, if you uh, go and hit me now, mm, okay, okay. No, and now actually hit me, and you're I'm not what, actually going to hit you. Well, all you tear as much as well, they would I'll, 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 I'll sort of, I'll hit my own hand. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, and so. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's a much more high-pitched sort of yes. snappy sound, isn't it? Yeah. So it was really good. And then the other thing they did was um, whenever there was an amazing chase scene. Not an ama- oh, sorry, amazing chase scene. It was just a really... Just punch my hand rather than hit. Obviously, if I hit my hand, it sounds like that. That's a crack. That's that really annoying. Yeah. Um, so they're just, just, she's just chasing a guy through the streets. Nothing particularly special about it, except they mute all the sound. And even the music becomes muted in the scene. It just felt really low-key. And I really loved how much he... He, kind of, he made a movie about someone who does lots of fights and, and beats people up a lot and then really underplayed that. So I thought it was a very enjoyable, very calm, sensible film. Lots of superb cameos as well, extended cameos, like Antonio Banderas and I know him. Michael Douglas. I've heard of him. And Isn't Michael Douglas people. dead? Uh, no, Michael Douglas isn't dead. But I thought he was dead. getting dead with his mouth cancer. He seemed, to find, he seemed alive and well in this. Is he the one who's married to the lady? He's married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure he had the mouth Yes, I think he's been sick, but he he seemed to be... I think it was him in this Is he all better now? Look like him. I don't know. Maybe you could have been... Why all the questions? ...being unpleasant. Why all the questions? Were you there that night? Yes, I was. Did you do it? When did you stop hitting your wife? I didn't. Ah, you (laughs) fell for it! Ah, you fell into my (laughs) trap! Uh, when did you stop hitting your wife? I continue to hit her repeatedly until she'll learn. <laughs> until she learns not to hide all my things That's away. That's right. You, you continue to hide my paper away. My fist will continue to be unhidden. I believe that she continues to hide stuff because uh, when I beat her, it's the only only way I ever show her any sort of kind of commitment or affection at all. That's true. Or it's any, any sort of connection. See, exactly. It's the only way she can actually feel connected to me is through my punching. Yes, so I she mean, continues to hide my. I things. would. I, I'm not going to repeat what she said, but you see, I, <laughs> I would. I would think that she would take offence at all these these comments, but actually, she made the most offensive little quip the other oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah, I won't mention what it was, but um, she's a dreadful person. But you know, uh, she calls herself a Christian, Nick. She calls herself a Christian Awful. and says things like that, which we, which we shan't read. People will think that I'm making up this mm. big counter, but actually, they she would. did say something that was genuinely. <laughs> Shocking, it's disgusting, and I, I felt disgusting. sick. I threw up. Did you actually? Threw I up? actually threw up. That's awful. I threw up, and the cats came and were padding, and it was awful. <laughs> so Laura did that. Laura did. That's that. Midlands throw up. Ugh, that was terrible. Midlands. The Midlands it doesn't even sound nice. Like, oh, neither the top nor the bottom. No, Midlands. Nothing. The middle of everything. The black country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Racist. Sooty. 
What is that a picture of, and why is it there? Oh, well, that's interesting. I want your interpretation of what you think that's a picture of. I just like the colours. You do like it. Laura loves that. I uh, well, like I think it's. Strange. I think it's. 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 It's three dance. Three dancing lesbian ghosts. Okay, that's pretty obvious. I don't you think so? That's what it is. Yeah. The other day, I realised dancing if you turn, around. If you turn a, your head to, dancing around a brain. If you turn your head to the right, it mm. looks like the thing at the top looks like a witch with her hand reaching down. Mm. But if you look at it straight up, I've always thought that looks like a pelvis, and therefore I've always perceived it as abortion. No, right. Yeah, it's my perception. painting of abortion. Laura sees picture. smoke or a wine glass. No, there's no wine glass there. No, there's a wine glass. You no. can see the wine glass. No, there's no wine it's glass. It's just got a baby in it. Yeah, a, right. a baby in the wine glass. Mm-hmm. Well, you do keep, 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 keep babies in the, in the wine glasses. We've got wine glass big enough for a baby in there. Mm. You keep them in there? I haven't had a baby yet. But you will keep it in there. If I have a baby. Instead of a cot. Did you take any photographs of Judith... <laughs> I just wanted yes. to where you were this is yes, I took like a... in the microwave or in the washing machine or anything like that. In the microwave. Like, did you do any comedy when she was a baby? Did you ever like pop her in the microwave and take a photograph? Of no, I, I wish I had now, but no, I didn't. Except this is no one has done this. This is why I need to have a baby but, straight but away. But we don't even think. Nobody's, like no, nobody's even thought of doing. That. I mean, I've not even. Thought I don't of mean it. like turning the microwave on or anything. Yeah, that I, I would thought, possibly uh, yeah. be problematic. But yeah, exactly. Like, well, just pop, dirty the microwave exactly, and the baby. Pop burst. the baby in the, <laughs> in the washing machine. Take a photo of that. That'd be really funny. Put the baby funny. on top of the toaster or something. Exactly. I can't imagine having a baby and not just immediately taking a bunch of really horrible photographs. I mean, put put. Put her on top of the dog and that kind of thing, but you know right. that's about as dangerous as a cot, I guess. Isn't, but there's no danger of popping popping the baby in the microwave unless you're insane, mm. and you might go, "Oh, I just I wanted just just a couple of seconds." Actually, no, I've just, I've just suddenly realised I'd be good looking in. I don't know whether that is one, but that looks like a deep fat fryer in there. Yes, it is, and it would be because you like to fry things in deep fat. And what I, I do, imagine, I, I, make, I make the greatest triple cooked chips you've ever no, had. No, what, what I would do is obviously I would fill up the deep fat fryer with cold oil. Okay. And then I oh no, you were just water. Surely you wouldn't fill it with oil. No, I mean, it's okay. Mm. You know, but but then I put the baby in the um, the, the meshing in the meshing and make it look as if I were about to lower the baby down okay, into the good. oil. Now, you see, these are all things that I definitely will do. Maybe this is why I'm not allowed to have a baby according <laughs> to the government rules. Yeah. Well, yes, I mean, you know. Maybe, but I wonder whether as soon as you have a baby, you suddenly become all protective and you won't even allow yourself to muck around. Well, they say that, don't they? Well, you've had a baby. You should know better than mm. me. Um, I think the ladies do. The ladies are always fussing about, oh, we mustn't do this and you mustn't do that. I think gentlemen are a little bit more gung-ho. Mm. Although apparently it depends what colour the baby's dressed. It doesn't matter what sex the baby is. But if the baby is dressed in blue, people are a lot more rough, happy okay. to rough-handle it. And then they dress that same baby in pink and suddenly people are very delicate with it. And they've... they uh, various... Um, Psychologists have tried. Psychiatrists probably wouldn't be a psychologist. Psychologists just talk nonsense and try to. Uh, <laughs> I've actually done that as they put the same baby uh-huh. in pink and yeah. then in blue, not knowing what the sex is, and then um, people react very differently to it. And uh, like a man will, you know, they'll throw the baby up into the air right. if it's wearing blue, but if it's wearing pink, they'll very lightly tickle it, and that's about all. Interesting. Mm, so um, no, we haven't. What if you dress the baby in green? Well, I don't know if you dress it in. Yeah, no, if you dress a baby in anything that isn't pink or blue, okay. the baby's by default, a boy, as we right. found out when we've ever dressed Judith in neutral colours. It's, oh, look at him, isn't he lovely, etc. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what else there there is about her that might indicate she's a girl. It doesn't matter. You're not wearing pink, you're obviously a boy. That's true. Mm-hmm. People commit very quickly to Dexter being a girl for some reason. Really? So they'll say, they'll say she, she, and I'll go, yes, he... You know, cats, are, cats by default are girls, and, say, uh, he and is dogs, called... dogs by default are boys. I say, he is called Dexter, and they, and they all go, they'll... Stick with the she. I've seen that, yeah. that people go, no, not budging. But let's be honest, 
to what degree is Dexter he these days? Well, all yes, his, that's true. All his gizzards removed. He has a pee-pee. Not really. He does have a pee-pee. That's how he does wheelie. Have you examined it? Is it still there? I know it's still there. They didn't slice it off? Because he does wheeze. Does he? Yes. Where? In the garden. Yeah, but you wouldn't see that. I mean, you just squat somewhere in the corner. That's true. I haven't actually seen his winky doing a wheel. Exactly. He's not, he's not like a dog where they all cock... I mean, he doesn't cock That's his true. leg. I, have, I used to be... He used to present me his erect winky when he was... Before he had his balls removed. Do, oh, he would they, climb up on the desk. I'm happy to say I've never seen a cat's erect winky. Climb up I mean, on dogs, they show you all the time. Jump up desk and then he would start l- rubbing back and just present... Your big like, pot of cream. Widen his legs and just present this, this pointy little big orange... Pinky triangle thing. Oh dear! And I'll be like, "Oh, put it away." We say, "Put it away, or we'll get rid of it." You were very and, proud of it, and to an extent, you did get rid of it. We got rid of as much of it as we could. Hmm. It cost us a fortune as well because the vet decided that his balls hadn't dropped, mm-hmm. so they were going to have to go in and get them. Did they go in and get them? And then they opened them up and found that they had dropped, and they were just where they should be. Why did the vet not know? That, that suggests to me the vet is very incautious. It was a vet, and what no, does say a gardening He's an otherwise superb technician. vet, so it was a bit of a shame. He just but doesn't know the, the most basic anatomy so of the poor, animals he most frequently treats, but otherwise he's very good. Dexter. I think they must have been very tiny or very, something. Oh, very... Oh, really? And, uh, not that proud, so they had Dexter. an unnecessary operation. Poor Dexter. Most perturbed. Was he upset by that operation? He was very... I've got some fantastic photographs of him in full grump with his scar showing. Oh, dear. Do you have to put a cone on his head? No. No, we didn't. Well, why didn't he just immediately pull all his stitches out and start wuthering his uh, wound? I don't know. It's not a very interesting topic of conversation. We should talk more about you, what you did in America. We should. What did you do in America? I had some talks about the cloud. The cloud. Now, what is the cloud? Well, the lady there, well there you are. There lies a tale. I actually use some things that I've talked about before on this podcast uh, to help with the talk. It's good to use Levelate, because otherwise this but would be I'm weird not, volume changing. But I'm, not, but I'm not going to uh, mention it yet, because I'm hoping it'll be uploaded. And I'll you're copywriting the, it, and uh, you're going to publish yeah. it in a book. I'll allow the ladies minutes. and gentlemen to make their own um, decisions. But I think it went quite well. I mean, that's a very good question. And Thank that you. Question, Thank you very much. Well, it's a very obvious question I appreciate well. it. You're, asking, you're saying that. And Thank in you. a sense, the question is answered by the very metaphor we use, and that... Blah, 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 is the answer, and that itself is telling. It's halfway through the episode, Nick. I think we should have an advert break. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but we don't have any adverts. We have no time. adverts. I was once again reminded about the impossibility of live televisual watching in your kingdom. Oh, yes. Talking about adverts. Oh, I mean, yes, it is absolutely impossible. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's not yes. actually possible. No, you can't I, It's it. sort of entertaining when you're in a hotel room, mm-hmm. and it's fun to see the same advert for erectile dysfunction every five <laughs> minutes, followed by the advert for the ten different cars, mm-hmm. and then an advert for why... Sopa. Yeah, and then an advert for soap, pro-sopa advert, yeah. which was fun. <laughs> uh, the day after they decided to shelve it, obviously they couldn't cancel <laughs> it in time, the advert. And, um, you know, it, it is entertaining... While you're in the context of a hotel and you're in a weird place, mm. you see all these weird brash adverts, and then the advert for the erectile dysfunction thing then tells you the 8,265,322 different side effects it'll have, yes, right. each of which, of course, by law, they have to read out whilst they're showing a That's man a and a lady law. romping over a meadow <laughs> in slow motion. And then they have two ways to go for it. They either have the um, the very, very quick yeah. voice, or they have the lady saying, saying those side effects as if they're <laughs> just so sexy. May this may cause blindness, blindness and liver failure. Your Warn heart. your doctor if you see spots, as this could be a very rare but fatal and... <laughs> your heart might climb into your head and your brain explode. <laughs> your children could die at school. 
Ask your doctor if Lipitor is right for you. <laughs> it's, crazy. It's, it's using the same thing that we use for Smarties and chocolates. Mm-hmm. You know, they're using pester power. Do you have to ask your doctor if, for Smarties? Yes. Please. Ask your doctor if Smarties are right for you. <laughs> Please. If you're good. Actually, there is a time where Smarties could be right for you and your doctor would recommend you take them. Can you know when that is? Can I know when that is? Mm-hmm. I imagine if I were going into a diabetic shop. If you were going to hypo... If you, yeah, if you were hypoglycemic yes. and you needed some very quick sugar, you could have That would be a good time for some Smarties. And it's, quite, it's probably quite good because it's very easily apportioned. You'd know, okay, if it's at that level, you need to take two Smarties or three Smarties and that's it, rather than trying to say vaguely, well, take a few slugs of Coke or something. I didn't understand what the problem with diabetes was because when I was uh, younger, I had a friend with diabetes mm-hmm. And he went to type one, I assume. He was having, I, don't remember, I don't know, obviously. And he was tiny and young. He had a hypoglycemic shock, and so we were told quickly get him some lemonade. And I was like, "This sounds like the best disease ever." Excuse to have <laughs> sweeties. What is, what is wrong with this? You're allowed to have sweeties when you're mm. ill. This is the yes. best disease. I'll, I'll have. It's made better. Up. It's made better by having sweeties. <laughs> so where do I sign? The problem, of course, then they realize, well, what makes it bad? Well, sweeties. <laughs> well, make up your mind. Is it? Budapest, the big tightrope. I mean, the American Diabetes Association is so in hoc to um, the grain industry that they're promoting fairly high carbohydrate diets for diabetics, and then saying, "Well, just just inject your insulin to get rid of all the sugar that's then oh, no. around your uh, thing." And the, the reason why is they get to sell their heart healthy logos to okay. breakfast cereal manufacturers right. and yes. things like that. It's sad to see a, what should be an, a disinterested organisation like that become so corrupt. A bit like rock, paper, shotgun, and steam, you would think, wouldn't you? Oh, gosh. And, and, yes, you know, that's I, right. I, I heard today some sad news that, in fact, you're being bribed every day. Every with, single day. With golden-plated prostitutes by, right. by Valve. Valve themselves. The Valve say, we've got a Valve, and when you're good, it opens up and money pours out mm-hmm. straight into your bank account. If we say anything negative about Valve, they, they, the valve they, will, they will hurt the hostages as well. So. Yes. That's the other thing. That's why you refuse to say it. They were right. That's why we're hundred percent positive and never those, have never criticised any of their. That's why the two and a half million people on your forum said that you are in hock. In hock. That's right. That's why there's two and a half million people on our forum. How many are there on your forum? How many different individuals are registered on your forum? Probably only about two hundred because people don't bother registering, Just do they? Over five thousand. Is that actually registered? Because yes. people usually can't be bothered to register. I know this because they? your useless internet hosting allowed my site to get hacked a couple mm. of weeks ago, and so I had to send emails to every single one of them. To be completely fair, positive were amazing. And as usual, Jonathan Tinsley. Jonathan Tinsley, yes, you can give works. him a shout out because he's probably going to listen to this. I so hope so. He, he did work very hard on this astonishing, one. and he works so much in his spare time and. Just, okay. I hope I always tell him he must be charging overtime for this. It's it's not. It, it, I don't know why they. Bo- uh, no, I mean they. Attack. The reason people hack us is because if you can get usernames, emails, and passwords, you can then go and run them sell, through um, or sell them. Run them yeah. through. You sell them or run them through PayPal or whatever. However, the passwords were salted and hashed, and it's taken them a good, a good month to get at. Possibly more than that, actually. Yeah. So um, we had two people. I- Two people tell us that... I don't think... Let me put it this way. I, once they found out what they had, I don't think it would have been economically viable to do because for, for that to be viable, they would have needed to get them quickly mm-hmm. and deal exactly, with them Exactly, exactly. And we, we, de- we sent out tens and tens of thousands of emails mm-hmm. um, to everyone who could possibly have been affected. And of course, and the other thing to stress is we, we had no evidence at all that no. any of this information was found. No. We were just being incredibly yeah. over-precautious. Yeah. Um, and what did you do? Did you change all the passwords at the end or tell everybody to change We told them? everyone to change passwords. So we sent out an email to every single subscriber. And every single subscriber said, how dare you, I feel like I've been raped. I had, we had uh, three... Out of 5,000. Many more than that, tens of thousands. We had two well, or said three... there were 5,000. No, there were 5,000 on the forum. 
but then we have anyone registered an account to the main site as well. There's many, many more. Mm. Um, and so we sent... So we had very, very few. We had one incredibly offensive and swear-filled. No, but there was one that I quite, I found quite amusing because, mm. as I said, it was rhetorically wrong. Yes. Because what it effectively said was, I've always thought, I've never really liked your reviews anyway. That's right. I'm never reading you again. And I'm never reading you again now. It wasn't, I've never really liked it. It was, your reviews have always been Your X. reviews have always been rubbish. And, or, I hate you. I hate all of you, etc. And, and so- now I'm never going to read you again. Well... And ask that we all rot in hell. Yeah, exactly. But the problem with that is, it was rhetorically incredible. He said, he said, I've always loved you so much, I feel this is such a betrayal. Yeah, exactly. Now I will that never read sense. you again. You know, say, I always thought you, st- you stank of poo-poo, and now <laughs> I think you stink of poo-poo. And so we had that, and we had, we had an overwhelming number of people emailing saying, it's not your fault, the yeah. hackers are bad people, you've done everything you could to, which to we fix did. it. And which was really lovely. It's an amazingly positive response. Well, people know, people know that um, these things happen every day mm-hmm. to everybody. And it's how you deal with it that's the important thing. You know, if you try to cover it up or deny it or do anything like that, that's the issue. And you didn't. You said, well, here's the issue of change. And I hope people use throwaway passwords for things like forums. I would have assumed so. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I never... At forums, I'll often just use really easy passwords because... Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. No. But they, they certainly don't use anything like them for anything that matters. So. Exactly. So that's the lesson we've learned for the day. This is the lesson we've learned. Now, what, how has it come that the random digits... Uh, why do so many places enforce passwords that have numbers and capital letters in them when they're no good compared to just having four words? Um, because it seemed right. But now I'm forced to have... Oh, you must have a capital I letter and a number. I hate that so much. I do hate that so much. Also, it makes my password weaker. Yes. And also... Um, it makes it more difficult to remember and then mm-hmm. you end up just standardising, which is the worst thing to do. Exactly. You end up just using tricks or memory tricks or just, mm. yeah. So, no, I think that having a, yeah, having passphrases are probably the way to go then. Yeah. But a, a weird passphrase, that's the good thing. Like if you say, fish like crunchy buttons, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. that, that will never be cracked. And you'll remember it. Mm. That's the other thing. Fish like crunchy buttons is great. I'm, I'm going to start using yeah. that for my I'm PayPal. using that for all my bank accounts. Because, <laughs> of course... That's all you need for a bank account. One password. <laughs> right. I know other uh, obnoxiously annoying. Type the 80th letter of your special <laughs> code right. in and now look at the sky and use <laughs> a... Um, you calculate the position of Sagittarius or something like that. <laughs> That's right. And you'll be let in your account. Remember when computer games used to do that sort of thing? They would have... Definitely. Look at page 520 of the manual yeah. and type in the first red word you see in that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um they don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Because, no, of course, there are no digital, more manuals. Digital downloads. Um, code wheels. Remember code wheels for games as well? Yes. And also, they would eventually they would make the manuals... They would have a big sheet of codes on a manual, mm. but they would print them in this weird brown colour, which brown wasn't photocopyable. Or brown on red paper. Sometimes. That's right. Yes. And so you couldn't photocopy them. And you'd have to read them with a piece of red cellophane. The, scan down. The clever thing that... And then people like... Um, <laughs> that was the DRM in the 80s. Yeah, if, if Infocom ever did this, but they would basically tie it into the whole um, gaming experience. Like there'd be a, yeah. a book of spells that you'd have to mm-hmm. use, and, and it, it didn't feel obnoxious. No, not in the same way. Um, and if you lost your thing, then you just had to ask a friend for theirs, and it would work just. You remember what well. Leisure Suit Larry used to do? Not for for copy for, for copy restriction. Yeah, but it would ask you some questions mm-hmm. to see whether you were any over, as 18. Old, over 18. So it would ask things that only somebody over 18 should know the answer to. Which, of course, was 
it's Al Lowe's idea, and it was brilliant for the year in which the game was released. Yes, I wonder what happens if you play 20 years later. Also, if you're an educated 15-year-old, like, you know the names of a president. I suppose I say, well, then you'll be able to cope with with Larry's yes, escapades. Presumably. Oh, of course, you could always get past him by pressing Alt-X. Could you? Yeah, Alt-X, and it would say, oh, aren't you naughty? Well done, you skipped the Gadot question. I, I don't remember That's that. That's true. Oh, right. So you got past all of our low sin. Did you like uh, Leisure Suit Larry? The original games? The, yeah, I did. They were good. See, I never actually played them. Oh, you didn't? No, I the played some had, of the other The originals were text passes. You had to still type in, mm. look at the cat, mm. enter. And of, of course, course. that just meant barely well, anything you typed ever worked. But that was the same thing with all the early Sierra games. I mean, mm-hmm. King's Quest, which I played, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Space, and Space Quest, I think the first one had a passer. Mm, yes, they did. I, I found that better. I thought did it gave you? the greater illusion of openness. It did, but then there was also the frustration of not of having so many misses. Mm, but that was part of the experience, wasn't it? You, you so. felt a sense of achievement when you clicked. Except for because it was without Sierra, clicking. But the problem is Sierra, who used the passer, also had instant deaths in their adventure games. Yes, which undid any sense of satisfaction. And the day of in the days of instant deaths with the floppy disk drive was great. Oh. I remember King's Quest Three. We had to. We had to. Um, walk down a very difficult mountain precipice and if you move one pixel the wrong way yep. then, then <laughs> reinsert disc nine and then, <laughs> there will be there'll be so many listeners to this who are I don't even know what a fluffy disc is <laughs> that's true all the <laughs> oh no! It's is 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 it just being weird, or has the disc <laughs> yes. now died? <laughs> but you would learn you would learn the sounds, and you get to know them really well. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think it must be finished now. <laughs> and you would just wait. Oh, now insert disc twelve. Now insert disc twelve, and you put. I it think in. we had a game that came on fifteen floppy disks once. Oh, God. This was just before the season. I remember that was luxury, you know, people before to say, oh, remember the tapes. Oh, yes, I do remember the tapes. Press play, and then you'd wait and for seven days, and then you'd get to play tic-tac-toe. That's right, and the observation comedy line that must everyone must mention at this point is the uh, Tipex line on the volume control as well. That's what no one understands about tapes, is you had to have the volume correct, but there was no was way analog, of discerning yes. what that volume well, was. Well, yes, there was. Other if, than if, trial and if your game loaded, That's then right. it was correct. See, but it was like fractions, so you, everyone would just paint a, a Tipex line down the middle of the volume, the, the volume wheel on the side of the tape, record, tape cassette player. Tapes, then, tapes were such a problem that a lot of people, and it was such a burden and so annoying, that a lot of people would just simply retype in a program <laughs> and have to actually press play and record and save the damn thing for an hour. It was so frustrating. Although Commodore Amiga had the right idea. Commodore 64 yes, had the right Amiga idea because you had games. No, no, it had tapes. The Commodore 64 had tapes, but yes, pre-Amiga. Yes, I know. You, you had, have games I, to play I, I, while the tape was I, loading. I, I, I know the Commodore 64 was pre-Amiga. Yes, I know Thank you, you. Did, but you were correcting me incorrectly. No, um, you said the Commodore Amiga slash Commodore 64, and 64. I corrected you as your own correction was still they, coming in. And they would have things called, I think they were called tea busters or something like that. They were designed to stop you going and making a cup of tea while the game loaded because um, you could play Space Invaders or something while it was loading. Uh, yes. And Well, yes. Commodore 64 had cartridges if you need, if you wanted to. They did, yes. Um, I remember when we had a cartridge for our Spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. You would put the uh, little this in here and they would load instantly. Actually, like, did Commodore, no, well, only the later version of away. Commodore 64 had cartridges, actually. I think there's an add-on. The well, yeah, there were add-ons, but the earlier one, I mean, you would just have to... And they made the floppy disk drive, which is almost as slow as the tape drive. But I remember the when my friends actually got a floppy disk drive, and mm-hmm. the luxury of the thing was astounding. 
And of course, when hard drives came out, they were just magic. You know, everything yes. was instant. And now with hard drives, we have about the same speed that we had with floppy disks again. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's sad that... Well, SSD, it's sad that Nick, magic, SSD. Magic, yeah, well, SSD almost gets us there, but it's not quite as magical as the early days of hard drive. Remember, with the Amiga, you had the three and a, three, three and a half inch floppy, and it would take forever to load. And you put it in this 20 megabyte hard drive, and your workbench would just come up like magic. Mm-hmm. You don't quite have that experience that same differential experience these days, even with an SSD, although an SSD is far better than a crunky old magnetic hard drive. Yes. And everybody should get one now. Everyone should. And install Windows on it if you use Windows, or Linux mm. if you use Linux. Yeah. Tell the cat to go away. No. Okay. So well, what did you talk about in America? <laughs> I talked about the lovely steak I was eating. I had a very nice steak when I was in America. When did you go? Did you go to Arnie Morton's? No, it was... Um, a, I can't remember what it was called, but it was in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was... A restaurant, you know, Peter Luger it was a famous steakhouse in um, in Brooklyn. And right. It's very old; it's been going on for a hundred years. And very, some of his chefs or his waiters kind of left, and then pretty much did the same thing, but in Manhattan. And okay, this is one of those um, children of Peter Luger, and it was okay. very nice. And they put the very big steak on a plate, and all the juices run down, and they pour them back on, and um, very, very delicious. I want, I'd like, I'd like one now if you. If you wouldn't mind getting one for me. No problem at all, let's pop over. Mm, excellent. And you went to a diner? Yes, the South Street Diner in... Um, Boston. In Boston. Uh, we, and it was it was snowing that morning, so it was very nice. One of those very small, uh, obviously independent places, mm-hmm. and not much to look at, look at from the outside, but very nice warm inside, and of course some... I got re- the lady gave me refills on my tea, Aww. including extra tea bags as I wanted. She just put the thing there, and she says, "Because I, she didn't." She said, "It's it's, it's no fair that you feel left out just because you're not having coffee." So yeah, I thought that was very nice. <laughs> yes, it is um, very nice. Just just like they do. Didn't in Britain. she offer you refills on your pancakes as well? Just like yes, just like they do in Britain. That's like it's like you walk into the shop at the cafe in Britain and you're just overwhelmed with the fuss they make of you. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, "Back off! You're Back not my off. mum." Yes. <laughs> The big fuss. Yeah. Can you imagine just and taking all, that and for then the jars of twenty sort of condiments? You know, you want your hot pepper sauce, you wanted your oh, ketchup, yes. you wanted this. Yeah. Just or each just person, no, each person, because it was like at the counter, and each person had their own full bottles mm-hmm. of each of these things yeah. and so on. And it was just like one woman pretty much doing everything. And Can you imagine growing up in America and that just not being weird to you? Just that? Oh yeah, of course. Well, I imagine how, how weird it must be when they go to Europe. Oh, I can't imagine what it's like coming to England as an American tourist. You come to England as an American tourist and you sit down at the table and they're sat there just looking around confused about why nothing's happening yeah. well the first the first night actually when we when I landed and I went to a, a friend was in New York and I went to a deli uh, a deli diner place and we just sat down of course immediately the coleslaw and the pickles were brought mm-hmm. to the table and then when the coleslaw and the pickles were finished because I was quite hungry they were immediately refilled wow and you know that, of course the ice water came somebody else brought the ice water and so forth and you we discussed this before was but it, it a Mexican gentleman who brought you your ice water by any chance well of course yes um, that is the problem, though. That, I mean, that is how the culture works. We don't have mm. the culture of illegal immigrants doing all the me, me, doing all the smaller well, you've got, tasks you've got, in you've our got, restaurants. You've got, you've got legal ones. What about the Polish people? They've gone back now, though, haven't they? So we, and I, I wonder how much of that is a factor: is that we don't have a pool of illegals to get to do don't our. We, according to, to the Daily our, Mail, to ta- according to, to the Daily tables. Mail, we're swarming with swarming these cockroaches right. who need to be exterminated. But I do wonder, I mean, I love the culture in America, but how reliant is it on... Probably is very reliant. 
on that, which is a less good thing. Well, is it is it a lesser good thing? Why is it less good? Or are they being provided with safe, solid work? Yeah, why is it less good? I mean, as long as it's a start. I mean, nobody, as long as nobody forced them to go there at gunpoint, mm-hmm. yeah. you think you've decided you want to try a new life here and that's how you're starting. And hopefully what will happen is they'll be shown, they'll get enough tips and they'll also be shown to be um, good, reliable, nice people. And then they'll move on to being perhaps in the wait staff, and eventually maybe one of them will become the maitre d' and then move oh, on to yes. I mean, obviously... I'd not, love to see some evidence for I'll, that, but... Well, why, in a sense, why shouldn't that happen? Because it's not if like... they can't speak English and no one's giving them the opportunity to learn. Yeah, but if you're in a, if you're in a restaurant day in, day out, but the I think is, you learn Well, English. if you're in a restaurant staffed entirely by uh, Mexicans or, you know, not all, not everyone's from Mexico, they want to be such a horrible racist. Yeah, but you're walking around yeah. everybody who's speaking English to you. No, but what I'm saying is if you're in the kitchens and just bussing tables, the chances are you're only going to speak to other people speaking Spanish. Well, that's your stupidity, isn't it? No, that's because that's everyone around you is also only no, going to be speaking stupid. Spanish. No, that's your stupidity. You should all agree to speak to each other in English. I would, I, I would certainly do that if I were migrating to a new country. I would stay away from people who were speaking my own language because I, knew, I would know that it wouldn't... No, but I'm saying you can only get work doing these crappy jobs. In. No, you, I think you would force yourself, it's about like, force yourself to start speaking in the other language, even amongst your own uh, linguophiles. It's a, it's an educated position you're taking. I'm not sure. It's I think necessarily one that. immediately obvious. For I them. don't. I don't agree that these people don't learn English. I think people learn English very quickly when they're in a new society. Most I hope of the time. so. And uh, and they never happen. Why? 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 why would I they think they should all bloody well speak English. Why would, why would, well, but in a sense, maybe the, the only reason they might not need to know is there might be a sufficient critical mass that they can be economically viable not to do it mm-hmm. to the same degree. There are plenty of uh, Hispanic neighbourhoods and Hispanic yep. shops and services and and. and and culture that it might not be. Necessary. It always, it really does surprise me. The first time, I, the first time I saw it, it really surprised me. I have friends who lived in this uh, predominantly Spanish, Spanish-speaking area. It's because you're not allowed to see the people. The disapproved terms are Latino is not approved of, Hispanic is not approved. Of. It's a, I thought Hispanic was fine. I don't know. Saying Mexican is obviously grotesquely racist uh, against well, everyone no. from South Latino, America. Latino is not fine unless it's used by somebody else. But Hispanic, mm-hmm. I think, is fine, and I'm not prepared to ditch that one until I'm Fair given enough, very, let's say, let's until I'm given very good because it's a. It's a fairly neutral term, and it just and rather than saying Spanish, which is stupid, it actually describes a different culture without, to my ear, having. But is it, is it not the inherent problem that it, it lumps together people from Puerto Rico with people from Mexico, and they would, would yes, not hence, wish to be hence, hence, well, hence the word Hispanic, in that it's 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 saying we're talking about the language you speak, not necessarily the country from which you derive. Anyways, okay, so you live in the predominantly Hispanic um, area, mm. and so the giant advertising billboards are in Spanish, and the mm. first time I saw that really surprised me because mm. it. It's odd, it's a, you know, a predominantly a country a lot that has s- na- national language is English. Having its advertising, the in country's language. national language, official language, isn't English. Doesn't have an official. No, language. indeed. And of course, Spanish, Spanish is incredibly well spoken in America. So. Yes, and a lot of the subway that's underground adverts are in Hispanic, mm-hmm. not in English. Which again, people would be interested because you might expect that in Miami or somewhere. Right. But in New York, I think people would think that less. Yes, likely. absolutely. No, I've seen lots of. Um, in Chicago, lots of the uh, L advertising is in Spanish, predominantly for healthcare and things like that. Mm. Do you still like the L? Do you still I love like, the L. Do you still like Chicago? I'd love Chicago, yes. It's there last September, October. And you go back? Last, was it October? Yeah, September and October. When did you get married? I know, I'm trying to remember when we went on honeymoon. It was very soon after, so yeah, it was just... You went on your honeymoon we caught after the very end. wedding. Was it after the wedding? Not before, yes. We caught the end of September and, and then a, most of the first couple of weeks of October. Well, I imagine Chicago in late autumn is just very windy and unpleasant. No, it's lovely. It's, uh, it's, Chicago isn't windy. 
That's I know it's the, it, it was the because they were windbags. Yes, yeah. but it is. It does get a bit windy. It's, it gets windy because you're actually, around the lake. Yeah. Around the lake, yeah, absolutely. But we're you know for a little away, pond further away from the lake. We had really lovely weather. We were really lucky. Mm. Um, it's often really good right up until late October. Did I mean it wasn't New England, but did you see any nice uh, tree colours? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why Laura wanted to go in the autumn as well. That's why we got married in the autumn. That's why you got married? So we're not getting married until there are. Should Laura wanted to get married I want in the symbolism autumn. Symbolism of the dying trees. That's what the tree she wanted. Leaves is falling exactly. dead off the bough. That's right. That's what Laura was after. I think that will symbolise my ongoing marriage. Ah. Yeah. Excellent. So that's why we were there. We saw some very pretty trees. Laura took lots of photographs of one particular tree, about 260 photographs of this tree. How many of these photographs uh, are looked at? If I can tell you, I'll put the USB stick in the TV and we can watch all the photographs of that tree if you like. I will do that. I will do just that. Splendid. Exactly. We need to stop. Why? Because it's been 44 minutes. People are already sleeping. 45 now. I think this is better. Good. Good. Better than what, sorry? Just better. Okay, fair enough. Should we just stop then? No. Should we we just stop? No, not at all. No? Do not stop. Okay.